People are right to say that uh, Jesus is and ought to be about love first. And of course, uh, we ought to say that about the entire Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit, that God is about love first because he, in his essence, is a communion of love. The Father loving the Son for all of eternity, the Son loving the Father for all of eternity, and the love itself is who we call the Holy Spirit. So God is, in his essence, love. And so when he, when he creates us, he creates us out of that love, and he creates us so that first, we might become objects of his love. He creates us first that he might love us. But then because he creates us in his, his own image, he also desires that we be people, creatures of love as well. So just as he has loved us, we should love him in return, and then we should share that love with, with one another. None of what I'm saying should be particularly new to you, I'm sure. Now, the difficulty, I think, I think is, is when we try to define what love is. What is love? Now, I am a sucker for sappy love songs. It's absolutely true. I'm a complete romantic. I, my mother used to uh, torture me by making me play every Barry Manilow and Neil Diamond song on the piano in high school. <laughs> I know them all. And uh, so it's just kind of ingrained in me, you know, that all these songs about, about love going back for decades and decades and decades in popular music. And because of that, though, I, I think be, because principally of the emotive content of how we understand love in the world today, um, our, our understanding of love has perhaps uh, diminished. That is, what it means to really love has diminished. That a lot of people today equate lovingness with a sort of feeling, just a feeling. You know, just the feeling of love that one might have for the other. Such so that uh, it is not uncommon for marriages to end simply because those feelings of love are no longer present. In other words, if a person doesn't right, feel that same way as they did when they fell in love, how long does that take? Those of you who are married can tell me. So when you, when you first fell in love, I've been in love, I've, I haven't been married yet. Don't worry, it's not gonna happen. But <laughs> I've been in love, you know, with you know, plenty of girls uh, growing up. But, and so I know that initial feeling, but I also know it doesn't last principally because you tell me, Father, what do I do? I don't feel the same way about him, about her. As we get older, it changes. And so if, if our understand, understanding of love and lovingness, you know, that, that, that sort of relationship is just about that emotive content, it's going to be pretty hard to stay committed to anything. Now, in the Old Testament, the Jews principally understood, right, before, I mean, even at the time of Jesus, so all the way up until the time of Jesus, the Jews understood that a, a principal component of how God loved them was that he gave them his commandments. And this is why we hear in the Psalms and we hear in the Old Testament readings, the Jews are constantly talking about how much they love the law of God, which seems a bit strange, I think, for us. Because most of us don't love, unless you're maybe a judge or a lawyer or something, most of us don't really love law. 
like that. We don't think of civil law in a way of loving it, certainly respecting it and regarding it. But even, even as we relate to perhaps the Ten Commandments or relate to our own faith, to relate to it in such a way as merely obligational, like I'm following all the rules, is pretty empty, I think, for most people who are Christian. There's a, there's a need to do that, but it's a bit empty. Now, the Jews, though, because God communicated to them through you know, his divine revelation, he communicates to them his love and how he wants them to live. For us to understand that, it's, it's like a parent who communicates to their children how they are to live. That's an act of love, you know, to be, to be kind, to be generous, to be honest. All of these, these values and truths that we try to hand on to our children, we do it because we love them. And that's how the Jews understood their relationship to, to the revealed law of God. And so they loved that law. But one of the things that also kind of happened, well, it did happen, and Jesus talks about it quite a bit, is they began to love the law a bit too much. They began to love it to such a degree that many times they forgot about the, the reason for the law. And that's where we get this dynamic here with Jesus in the gospel. Because the man who's talking to him understands that the law is not an end in itself that all the commandments of God serve to love him in return and to love one another. So the following of the commandments, you know, I mean, it would be like this. If, if you got to the end of your life and you stand before God and you say, well, God, I didn't kill anybody. Well, can, that's good. Um, you know, I didn't lie that much. Well, that's good. And I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I didn't do that. Such that we had a report card of things we didn't do there would be a certain lack. There's a, there, I mean, it's good. It's, it's a good that we didn't do bad things. But what, what changes with Jesus is this, this change in vision of just the things we didn't do from that to becoming a person that we ought to be. All right, so that at the end of our lives, we don't just say, here's all the stuff I didn't do. But what the Lord Jesus is trying to communicate is, yes, that certainly stays, that stands, but God is also concerned about what kind of person we are becoming. And a person who loves is more than a person who just doesn't do bad things, right? So in a relationship, think of it with your, your spouse or, you know, any beloved person in your life. You wouldn't say that you're in a good relationship because you don't do bad things to the other person. Does that make sense? I didn't do bad things to my beloved, so therefore I'm in a good relationship. You'd say, well, that's, I mean, that's good. I'm glad you don't do bad things, but certainly to be in a relationship of love demands more than merely not doing bad, but it demands becoming good and doing good for the other. Do you understand the, the point I'm making? So what, what began to become a little bit, uh, uh, too focused on law in the Old Testament, the Lord Jesus brings that to fruition. The law doesn't go away. The commandments must be kept. But the goal of the commandments is that we become something, someone, a person of love. And here's my last point. What does it mean in Christ's idea to love? Or what does it, what is his concept of lovingness like? 
if we were to ask Jesus? Well, his answer is his own body on the cross. That is his answer to what it means to love. Jesus who died upon the cross, that's what it means to love. So the depth of love is to lay down one's life for one's friends. The greatest love that we can show is to give ourselves away for the other. You know, I see this so often with parents and their children. I see it in marriage as well, but especially with kids because you have to, especially when they're little, right? You have to give everything to them. They, they cannot do anything on their own. They're completely helpless. And so you have to give your complete self over to taking care of them. And that ends at, what, 35? You know? <laughs> Let's see, I'm 47. It's still going on. Um, you know, a parent never ceases being a parent, right? I mean, I know, I know this. I see this. And so your, your sacrifice for your children, it changes as they get older, but it's still there. And, and I think this is, for me, this is the, the vision of, of sacrifice that is most prominent, I guess, in my life as I, I saw it in my own parents. But it's the kind of love that all of us need to exhibit. That's what Christ is calling us to. Now, the church says, calls it things like self-donation and self-sacrifice. They mean the same thing. It means giving one's life over to others, to God and to one another, to make of one's life a sacrifice for others out of love so that we become what we're supposed to be. Indeed, we become like Christ. Please stand.